Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castelbrus. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am... I'm a doctor. That's probably not the one you expect. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bigger on the Inside. Uh, this is a slightly different episode. If you were expecting to tune in and hear me and Harry talk about um, Series 1, Episode 7, um, I believe it's called The Long Game, um, you will be bitterly disappointed and we'll have to wait till next week because Harry's away this week and I've had to replace Harry with a, another Doctor Who friend of mine called Harrison. Hi, Harrison. Hello, Governor. Hello, mate. <laughs> um, the reason I've got Harrison is because what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about some Big Finish. Um, I've only listened to a handful of Big Finish. Harrison, I know you've got a fair amount of Big Finish stuff. Yeah. Yes, mate. You're not wrong. Um, I've got a couple. I've got about um, over twelve now, maybe like maybe um, eighteen, I think. Um, oh, that's which not is too quite bad. handy. Yeah, from know, like all areas. Yeah, because I know when we first spoke, we were talking about Doctor, and um, you mentioned your fair favourite Doctor is Paul McGann, who really has only done Big Finish apart from the TV movie. Absolutely, yeah. He's just, um, if anything, he's just my iconic of all the doctors. Just hearing him on audio, his episodes on audio. Yes, I mean, obviously they're audio only, but mm. I believe he's the most underrated actor to play the Doctor, and I don't believe he really has the credit that he deserves in the fan base. I found out today that I found out the other day that he's sixty years old, Paul again. He's sixty. He, actually, yeah, it doesn't what? look it, does he? He looks about forty-five. I know, I thought really? he was about, uh, yeah, I thought he was about the same age as David Tennant, but no, he's it's considerably same. older. Yeah. Anyway, so you, we'll, that changes everything. Yeah, so we'll get to um, an episode you want to talk about a little later. Um, first of cool. all, is um, this week I listened to one of the... I've only listened to a handful of Big Finish. I listened to... Is it The Light at the End? Of the t- what's it called? The Light at the End? Oh, The, the Light at the End. Oh, yes, the that's a good one, yeah. The 50th anniversary Big Finish special they did. I've listened to that. 40th. Was it the 40th or was it the 50th? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure it was the 40th? Oh, radio. So I listened to that sure. one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I've listened to a couple of others like, now and again, but the one I most recently listened to is uh, Cold Vengeance. Ooh. Are you familiar with Cold on, Vengeance? On, on Aros or just Vengeance? Uh, Cold Vengeance, which is the, I believe it's the third and final of the second volume of David Tennant. Doctor Who stories. Oh, right. Okay, I, I believe... haven't heard of it. So be... Oh, right, okay, it'll be interesting. I won't go too much into the plot because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't listened. But it's yeah. the it's volume two of the David Tennant stories. It features David Tennant and Billy Piper playing the Doctor and Rose. I believe there is now a third volume. I'm not sure if there's a fourth volume. I know, Hopefully. I know the, fair, uh, the uh, third volume has Donna in it, I think. Or I could be completely wrong. Mm. Um, the story is written by Mark by Matt Flinton, who's actually gone on from this. And I quit looking to him. He's actually written a hell of a lot of Doctor Who magazine comics and really? has written around 15 other Doctor Who stories um, within the main Ooh. arc. He's gone on to write um, for, the, I believe he went on to write for U- the unit stories and um, some of the um, other mainstream um, big finish stories. You know, the stories with Colin Baker, Peter Davison, the, yes. you know, the ones you probably pick. 
Um, so I'll, the, the, the story basically follows the Tenth Doctor and Rose arriving on a spaceship called Coal Star, which is basically a freezer satellite for um, a sort of a new world. When this new world starts up, it's got frozen peas on it, burgers, chips, fish fingers, all that stuff's all on there for when the when this new um, world starts. And obviously, with it being a freezer, who do you expect to find in the hiding in the cold? Mm. The Ice Warriors. And this is actually hey. the first time with Big Finish that they gave David Tennant a monster that we had previously seen on telly. Up to this point, no, I, I haven't no. listened to any of the other ones, but I believe up to this point, the, um, the stories are all original monsters. They are, yeah. Uh, what do you think of Big Finish's original monsters? Are they any good? Yeah, so um, if I'm honest, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's harder with the audio only, but um, how the, yeah, a majority of them are honestly um, really great. Because obviously how they're able to play on the whole audio only aspect yeah. while having obviously a lot of the creatures only. But um, it is awesome. And you hear an audio of like, you know, uh, you know who's your favourite of all the Doctors and he's heading up against a classic, one of the oh, classic, yeah. you know, from the series. It yeah, is but- really cool to hear the Ice Warriors. Yeah, because I never thought um, before this, the only time we had the actual return of the Ice Warriors with, with, was with Matt Smith. Yes, it was but, in Cold War. Yes, that's it, it. I thought it was Cold War. That's yeah. with Clara, isn't it? And, you know, that's like, I think that's season seven, season eight, season seven? Season seven. Yeah. So that's a long way off before we're going to get to that episode. So we can, I'm sure we can oh, touch yeah. on it a little bit here. But um, mm. so, yeah, the, basically, it's the first Tenth Doctor of a TV character. Matt Flintson wrote it. Um, he's, yeah, he's also wrote for the Diary of River Song as well, which is... Have you listened to any of those? I haven't, but I, it's on my list. It's on yes. My list. Um, I picked it because it was quite an easy introduction for me to get into. You know, David yeah. Tennant is my doctor that I watched on telly, so obviously I'm going to instantly gravitate towards yeah. his stories. So I picked... It makes that, sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I really did think it fitted that sort of 2005 revival. I know this episode will have been set in Series 2, 2006, but mm. it does sort of fit. It seems to fit the show really well. You could almost imagine this being within that second series arc. Mm. It feel out of place. There's a little robot in it, though, which I was ho- I know you haven't listened to it. I was hoping you would have. You might have listened to it in b- before, but oh well. There's a little robot in it right. called, the, I believe the robot's called Management, or the Management, and he, he reminds me so much of the little robot Gadget Gadget from the Waters of Mars. Oh, Gadget Gadget. <laughs> yes. Do you notice some similarities where maybe the TV show has picked up from Big Finish, or Big Finish has picked up Ooh. from the TV show? Yeah, from like how you're describing it, yeah, because obviously, um, you know, the um, enemy of this story, obviously, if they were telling it that, is the um, Ice Warriors, and their mm. home planet is like, you know, on, you know, Mars. red planet on Mars. Yeah. Obviously, you know, how you get the robot was in the episode of Waters of Mars. So, yeah, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, maybe. <laughs> yes. There were a few things I disliked about it. Not a lot of things. Um, the things I did dislike about it is I found some of the dialogue to be a little corny. Maybe some, oh, of yeah. the di- maybe some of the dialogue sounds better on page, but when it's actually performed or read out loud, it comes across a little corny. I know there was a line, I think it's Rose, Ooh. and she basically walks into a room and everyone's pointing their guns at the Doctor and Rose, and she says, one question, I'm, this is the Doctor, I'm Rose Tyler, what the heck's going on? It sounds it's a good line on its own, but when it's in the, <laughs> when it's in the episode, you sort of like no one speaks like this. No, 
Nine. And it was really um, something like you sort of, you sort of heard it and you went, oh, that doesn't land as well. Yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of the dialogue problems. Take you out of it a bit, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. A lot of the dialogue problems I did find with it were Rose centered dialogue because I didn't really feel like it sort of fitted Rose. I felt it was just like they just wrote for another sort of side character. It sort yeah, of felt just, like that. Just anyone could. Yeah, anyone. Yeah, could I sort say of it. felt Clara could say it, Sarah Jane, Susan, any any Doctor Who companion could <laughs> say it. It didn't really seem to just be um, linked to Rose. Some of the sound levels were a little different because I'm listening. To, I was listening to it in my car while I was driving, and there's scenes, oh, where, right. the, there's scenes where the characters are whispering. You have to turn it up quite a lot to hear what they're saying. So that got I can quite, imagine. Sorry. Yeah, that got annoying a little bit. And um, there was one. There was a plot point. Slight spoilers for the episode. The Doctor and Rose Ooh, get split up. The Doctor and Rose get right. split up, and they go off on their own adventures on the ship. And the Doctor does. Um, an announcement over the tannoy of the ship. And he does this yeah. announcement saying, telling Rose to go to this one place, saying, Rose, and if you're listening, go here. And then she go, and then she, you know, she starts going in this complete other direction. The side characters that she's with say, Oh, where are you going? Why are we going this way? The doctor told us to go here. And she goes, Oh, I know the doctor. I know he actually meant to go here. He's just trying to trick the ice warriors. And I sort of thought, she, she doesn't know that. That's just a guess. Yeah, like, how do you know that? That's, the, that's a huge presumption, like... Yeah. Like, yeah, that's just a random... That's just a guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I may have, uh, like I say... And I've, plot, I guess. Yeah. And what I've always said from when we first started this podcast is, I like Doctor Who. Yeah. I like it a lot. I don't know everything about it, so I could have maybe missed something that maybe explains yeah, that a little Yeah, of course. But that... And I also found some of um, David Tennant's that um, it seems to warmed up more. Apparently, if I listen to Volume One to Volume Two, right. there's a noticeable difference in how David Tennant sort of plays the Doctor just oh, via right, audio. Okay. So that'll be quite interesting to maybe go back or go forward and maybe see how it progresses because it was yeah. sort of it was, there was points where I was sort of like, oh, I don't really know if you'd say it like that. Or, but obviously, I've mm. probably watched more episodes of the Tenth Doctor than David Tennant has himself. I doubt he sits back and watches <laughs> yeah, his own true. performance. So that's probably, <laughs> yeah. So that's probably maybe why I pick up on little things like that. But all in all, I thought it was a really good no, episode. Especially no, like I'm me, glad to hear that, up, mate. If you grew up with that 2005 revival and you sort of immersed in that world, which I currently am re-watching the series with Harry, you do notice that it does fit in really well with that. Mm. Yeah, man. I've been like, I'm, I'm re- I'd like, you know, to hear you um, having him in your ears, like um, David Tennant, like, yeah. I presume it's a bit odd when you get into it, because it's like, how come he's not on the screen? How come he's not on the telly? So, he's a bit strange at first, yeah. Audio. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I presume as you hear him in your ears and he goes, Alonzi, or wow, you know, yeah. like, I presume it's a lot to take in, but then, you know, it just, um, it's like that for any incarnation who you begin on audio with, but for him... You know, he's an iconic doctor. It's a hundred yeah. thousand. Perhaps like with Paul, when we get into your story, because I did listen to a little yeah. bit of it just to sort of get into it a bit. Ooh. Um, yeah. I'm not as familiar with the Eighth Doctor's performance. And this was really one of the only oh, times yeah. where I've seen the Eighth Doctor. I've seen the TV movie long ago, but, you know, not yeah, it's... to remember. Um, I don't blame you, mate. It's not <laughs> aged too well. So. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll watch it at some point. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously knowing how the 10th Doctor would react on screen, only being able to mm. hear his voice does take some getting used to. One thing that... I, it does. Another, another, yeah, and I think maybe that's why I sort of noticed a lot of 
towards the end of the episode, there's sort of a, an action scene, which is obviously hard to do with just audio. So there's a lot yeah. of characters going, don't worry, I've got hold of you. Oh no, now I've only got hold of one of your feet and I can't reach this lever and I can't do this. And, and I'm like, no, you won't actually say this, but obviously because I can't see you, yeah. you have to rely on the dialogue of the characters to tell me what they're doing. Mm, it's, it's almost as if the person who was like having to write it had to come up with that so you know what to do. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I imagine it's, it's, there it's is... I imagine writing Big Finish, there is a more wide range of stories you can do, but then you are quite limited oh, as well at the yeah. same time. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, how they're able to go anywhere with the canon, they're able to go anywhere, but in terms of action, they're going to have, like, all points where the audience can't image exactly what's going on, yeah. only if you hear the dialogue. Yeah, it's a learning curve, really, for, like, a newcomer. Yeah, have, has there been much of Big Finish changing canon or affecting canon? That you know of? Yeah, so I mean, it depends if you class it as canons. So it's always a bit of a grey area in the community, in the Doctor community. It's like um, the eras that we class as canon. Because um, yeah. if you know, um, what do you call it? When um, in the. Um, and they asked A to return. Uh, Night of the Doctor, yeah. Um, yeah, in Night of the Doctor, and he was talking about um, as he's having the drink, he talks about um, others who's, who he's had. Yes, he does, know, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, and obviously those people you can only hear about in audio, so then it was classed as canon, but then there's other areas, you know, you've got like um, like earlier in card, you know, earlier, um, who's like heading up against like, you know, all elements that are in the era we have now of Doctor. So you've got mm. Hartnell against like, I don't know, like the Angels or something. I think that oh, happens. Okay, yeah. And obviously, if you class that as canon or not, yeah. It's up to you. It's a bit of a grey area. So there's elements that are and elements that aren't. Yeah, because I recently saw, I followed Big Finish on Twitter and I saw that one of their recent stories is the Fifth Doctor going up against a Slovene. Yeah, like, wow. Like, I didn't even know about that. You see I, mean, that would, like, I mean, that would look, I'm, I've, I'm imagining it now and it, uh, you know, what I can see in my brain looks really good. We just recently watched um, Aliens in London World War Three, so I can't ah, really remember... The doctor's not knowing who. Oh no, he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know who the Slovene are because it takes him a while to work out what planet they're from. Right. I assume I assume that the fifth doctor is still ignorant to the fact that he doesn't know what planet the Slovene come from. Um, yeah, maybe maybe you just have to take it with this version yeah, of the doctor just... is nine hundred years old and Peter yeah. Davison is probably only about two hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. He's but had a lot happen to him. I mean, you kind of just got to take it on the chin, if I'm honest. It's just, you know what I mean? Obviously, uh, if you include him as a one character, he's mm. obviously been around for hundreds and thousands like of years on end. So, yeah. yes, if there's an alien he was hanging out, you know, with ages <laughs> ago in the future, you might just completely forget. You might just have to kind of just gloss over it. But, um, yeah. So the Not episode wrong. you wanted to talk about, or the episode, well, because I asked you what episode you wanted to yeah. talk about, and I sort of made you pick Storm Warnings because I had it already. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's it, cool. It's Storm Warnings. So, do you want to tell me a little bit about Storm Warnings? Yes, of course, mate. So, um, I decided to choose this. Well, I chose it myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> mainly because um, what it is, it's quite important to the kind of the whole can really of Doctor Who, just in general on audio, and if you count it in the timeline, um, really of the show. Yeah. So, what it is, it the earliest audio 
of eight after what happens on telly um, in the movie. So yeah, it's what his happens first, to eight after the movie. It's his first audio adventures. It's the first time, I think it was about yes. five years from Paul McGann yes, doing the movie was. to doing the yeah, audio. Yeah, so um, it's about him um, after that. And it's, um, it's just awesome to like hear him again having to play the role as a doctor. And yeah, yeah just kind of a heads up in terms of timing. Um, I think this came out um, quite, I think it was like um, in the two, it came 2001 out is what I've got here. So quite was, yeah, it came up then. And Doctor Who, the TV movie was... N- 1996, I want to say. 96, I believe. Yeah, that's it. 1996. God. Yeah. So, obviously, for him, it was um, ages from the last time he played the Doctor. Mm. But then you hear him on audio. It's just incredible to hear him just head instantly into the role again, just as if he was always there. Yeah, I know when I watched the interview with Tennant, he said it took him maybe about two takes to get back into the role, but... After mm. that, he was back into it. So, and I think five yeah. years from, I think it maybe was about five years from Tenant doing Doctor Who to doing Big Finish, maybe a bit more. So I imagine, you know, yeah, same for Paul as well. So I imagine it didn't take that long for him to sort of find um, yeah, yeah. that version of Doctor. Did you? You've listened to other Eighth Doctor stories. So does Paul's Doctor? Obviously, we know how the Eighth Doctor ends. Yeah. Um, so do you notice that sort of change throughout the different stories? Oh, God, yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, it's actually handy with him. So I know there are other actors that they have in the range on audio, but mm. he's the only one of the actors who actually um, who's a, who's able to play the character that has an arc throughout audios. So yeah. um, his audio end up having an arc and they all go in an order with everything else you can just if you're just hunting for anything else with any um other actor who plays the doctor you could just hunt for it and hand it about caring about everything that comes after before but with him it goes in an order and you know there's like a character arc for him and the companions and yeah it all connects up so absolutely he changes over time which is and he improves even more you yeah. can um as you hear this you can clearly, um, I don't know, like in about the opening hour, you uh, you are able to kind of opt to tell. It's just quite early for audio. Just um, it's not only early for him as the mm. actor playing the doctor, but it's early for just audio for the whole of the cast. Yeah, I think this is only the, this is only the sixteenth Doctor Who big finish story. So they've only done sixteen yeah. before this. Exactly. So. So it's quite early on, um, obviously, for them um, as a company. And you can kind of, like, tell that in places with, like, um, you know, we were talking about earlier, how the, how the writers have to write, mm. you know, so you can actually image it in your head. You, yeah. You, you hear that a lot in the opening hour of this. Yes, you do, especially when he's in the TARDIS and he's looking through all the different books and he's talking about... Yeah, putting, I, th- I think there's even a line where the Doctor says, why am I talking to myself? <laughs> Yeah, he says that, and it's a bit like, well, I mean, I mean, obviously for him, he's got no clue, but for us, the audience, is because we haven't got a clue what's going on about his voice. Yes. So um, you're not wrong, but um, no, honestly. So um, heading into the plot then, if I'm allowed to, um, yeah, yeah. on Storm Warning, it's basically what it is. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, um, like on the plot line for um, Doctor Who anyway. It's kind of like... Um, on a classic outlay for like a Doctor Who plot, where you have um, a, um, I think that's happening in history. Yeah. You kind of um, 
you ha you have this thing that's happened in history. You add in some aliens, add in a doctor, mm. add in a companion. There's your plot. Yes. Um, that's that's what it is, if I'm honest. But yeah. it's really well handled. Yeah, um, it is so Doctor Who, it, isn't it? There's no mistake in that. Yeah. It's not a Doctor Who story. It's Doctor Who. It, it's just yeah. All it is is that it's on audio. It's just in your ears and it's not on the telly. But um, yeah, yeah. And it is it is quite an easy plot overall. But um, you know what you need to. What you need to image is this is quite early on for his era. This is his opening to his era. So get the audience on again, on board. Do you want to use yeah. that? If it, you know, you know the saying, if it ain't broke, I'm fix it. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, so it works well. But so what the plot is for this one is um, so A is um, he's just hanging about after the movie. <laughs> um, literally, just at the beginning of the episode, he's in his TARDIS. He is on his own at the start. He doesn't have a companion at the moment, yeah. but yeah. he's just on his own. And he ends up on, uh, I think he's able to land on this um, thing that happened ages ago in history. This it's air, a big um, sort of blimp, isn't it? Yeah, I forget the name of it. It's the 100, of, I don't know if it's uh, the R101, I think it's called. 101, that's it. The R101. Yes. He lands on that. Um, and I think he lands it because he's having an issue with his TARDIS. I think there's animals out there. I think they're kind of like these... They're like vultures, aren't they? They're kind of like vultures. They remind me a lot, you know, in um, Eccleston's era. Um, uh, in Father's Day. Them. Yeah. Yeah. They remind me a lot of them, but they're just kind of, um, they're out there. Um, that's because there's this thing happening on, um, on the air cruiser, and that's yeah. having to cause an impact on history. And as a result, his TARDIS actually is a land on there because mm. of the, those animals. They're able to draw yeah. away the electron energy from the TARDIS. Yeah. So he lands on there. Um, yeah, these aliens are um, all about. But then as he's on there, he's on there on his own, and you kind of hear his acting, you hear him mm. getting into the role of the Doctor. Yeah. And I've got, I, I have to say, he's, he is incredible. Paul's I, I really good. Him. I've really, yeah. I've, I've recently gone to watch a few interviews with Paul McGannon. Yeah. Even though he only did that TV movie, it didn't get picked up, and it wasn't maybe as well received by some, and it is by, I won't get into it. He had yeah. probably every right to go, oh, screw this, I don't want to. Doctor Who, you know, yeah. but he's really committed to it. And uh, when you watch when you watch him in interviews, he, he speaks very highly of like how he's now considered one of the doctors, even though he only had that yeah. one physical appearance. He's hmm. Still there, he's he's he probably would have been quite easy to have him written out of the show, written out as canon. Yeah. But maybe by having, in the movie, by having um, McCoy into McGann, by having that regeneration, you establish that yeah. that is canon, that's in this universe. Definitely so. Yeah, but I know you speak really highly of the, of the episode because it was written by Alan Barnes, who then went on to write around 15 plus more Big Finish audio oh, adventures. Really? Yeah, so obviously oh, what, I don't, you know, what you're saying is true. It must have been very well received. Up to the point where it was yeah. so well received that like it's actually the first big Finnish audio drama to be broadcast weekly on the radio instead of just being a yeah. CD form. Yeah, I I heard about that because um, as I was going about earlier, um, all these audios um, anyway are like kind of in an arc. So yeah. um, I presume they play the others afterwards. I think they have. I know they played um, a couple of others that are like almost at the end of his, well, end of yeah. his era on audio, because yeah. adding to it. But, 
yeah but um no it's it's it, it's it honestly as well um for anyone that hasn't that anyone's hoping to get into audio um on here anyway on um on the platform yeah. um i really do highly um opt to go for this as your entry point because yeah. um it's not only it's not only kind of like entering into the audio kind of like and having to get um or used to that but it's also into the ear of eight as well and you can yeah. hear what's happened to him and how he ends up into the war doctor yes um and all his things that happened to him there was a lot yeah because <laughs> i know i'm just going through my big finish app now and i'm looking at the purchases i've got as mentioned i've Ooh. got Doctor Who called vengeance i've got doctor who red with um, sylvester mccoy oh my god <laughs> haven't listened Sorry. to it yet Doctor Who Star Warnings, uh, Doctor Who the Judge uh, the Juggernauts, Colin Baker and Barry Daleks. Yeah, um, I Davros, Torchwood Aliens oh. and Monsters, and I've also got another Paul McGann episode, Time Works. Oh, Time Works. Yes. That's a good one. One thing that was really noticeable. Oh, is it? One thing that I was really noticeable yeah. between the episode I picked and the episode I listened to of yours. I think I listened to around about an hour of yours, an hour and a half. Um was the length. The David Tennant story yeah. was only 45, 50 minutes. The Paul McGann say, one's like two hours long. Two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, so the, how that happens is because of audio. It, it really depends on the era who you've got. So if you've got a, an actor who was in the, um, our era currently of Doctor Who, in the yeah. um, New Who. modern era, yeah. yeah, each episode is, you know, like, it is how it is on TV. You know, yeah. you know, you hear the title play, you have the time limit of that era for the Doctor. But because um, he didn't um, have an era of his own, eight didn't have an era of his own mm. um, on screen, they kind of just head with the layout of the classic era, which you got yeah. all parts. I think each part's about half an hour to 14 minutes. Yeah, I've recently been watching, I've been watching... Um, the Demons, which is a John Pertwee story, and that's got about six different parts, oh. each part being only half an hour long. So it's quite interesting mm. that the the um, Big Finish have stuck with that format for the classic Doctors, and with yeah. New Who, with you know David and probably Chris, um, when we listen to that next year, oh, they've sort my. of stuck with the 45, 50 minute timeline. Yes. No, of course. I mean, like, and if anything, you know, yes, you know, if you hear, if you hear you've got an audio that is going to go on for two and a half hours, it is obviously, um, at times, um, I have heard some audios that head, head on for about at that time length. And even <laughs> if it's got eight in it and he is, you know, I love him as a doctor, it is hard at times if you aren't into the characters and aren't into it, because obviously yeah. it heads on for quite a while. So yeah. it really does have to grab you right from the beginning. You really have got to image what's happening in your head to, you know, to hold it to the end. Yeah. So how, how are you listening to these? Because like I said, I listen to them in my car. How are you listening right. to these? Do you just put your headphones in and sit there? Yeah, so basically that's how I do it. So how I like to do it, I, I like to hear it with my, um, yeah, I, I literally like to have it with on um, in my headphones. But um, I like to do it in my room. I like to turn yeah. off all the lights. I close my eyes. Yeah, and just image it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To lay there. I mean, because it goes on at times. Because obviously, I'm quite into the eight era. A majority yeah. of them can head on for quite a while. <laughs> um, so um, I don't always have the time to complete them all. But like, you know, in like a whole, you know, like whole two and a yeah. half hours just hearing it. But um, yeah, I, I like to close my eyes and just image it. Um, yeah, maybe that's a, maybe that's really one of the best ways to do it. Especially if I'm 
obviously I'm driving. I'm trying to concentrate on not crashing and dying. Yeah. So maybe that's why sometimes <laughs> maybe I've lost, in, not not lost interest, but sometimes I'm like, what's going on now? What's this? Yeah. But yeah. One, one character that um, I know picks up with Paul is the character of Charlotte, played by India Fisher. Yeah. She, I'm Charlotte. guessing we won't touch on the movie, but from the movie, she's not in the movie. She is a big no. Finnish creation. So how how long yes. is she with Paul McGann's Doctor for? How much of an impact right. does she have? Yeah, um, it's hard to talk about it without heading into the arcs in case anyone's interested. But um, yeah, um, in, in easy words, yeah, I've, I how should describe it? She has an absolutely huge impact. She has yeah. a huge enough impact where um, as of time now, she currently has our own audios. Yes, I saw, images. yeah. He does, um, and yeah, I can't really tell you why that is because um, <laughs> it kind of goes into like, spoilers. But yeah, she, um, like her and a other um, kind of like uh, in his era are like kind of like his, you know, his people, his companions. Yeah. You know, it's David Tennant. You've got um, Eddie Piper there, and John mm. Noble. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've got his crazy like this, and you know, like these characters are huge. And I think, I think it's him and her for uh, I think it's on the 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, I believe it is. Oh, okay. So they're hanging out for quite a while hmm. in the audience, anyway. And then I believe it goes into his um, the other part of his era, the next part of his era, yeah. off to yeah, off to Lucy, I think it is afterwards. Okay, so with that in mind, with the arc of him having, you know, these different companions, is the Doctor we see in Night of the Doctor, that Paul McGann version, does it fit well with what we've seen in Big Finish? Yeah, so it's quite interesting, actually, um, because how he is um, in that um, that came out for the anniversary, um, Mm. he is, you know, you hear when he talks about the Time War, he doesn't want any part of the Time War, Um, he, he wants to keep out of it. And what's interesting is, um, throughout all of his his era, you kind of hear, um, at a time, you kind of hear it as like the odd Easter egg, you know, Mm. that you hear about this, like, you know, how is coming, this upcoming war between this enemy that can't can't be hurt. And, (laughs) and, you know, if you know the history, you're like, oh, I know what that is, that's the time war, that's the time war. And there's actually an audio era of eight, which is um, him um, around the time war. Okay. and you're able to get that, and it's quite interesting because you. Um, I'm not going to get into it hugely, but you hear how eight is in the time war and how mm. he's a part of it in a way, which is obviously all off screen, and how that ends up, how he ends up, how he is, yeah, in the, um, the doctor. So, but yeah, but how he is at the moment, this is right at the beginning of his era in um, what we're talking about here. So, obviously, he has an arc, he has a hell of a journey to go on. Um, but yeah, he ends up at the point where he doesn't want to be a part of the Time War, hence yeah. why the War Doctor comes along and he goes all guns blazing with Daleks. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, we touched... Okay, well, so, out of ten, how much would you give this Paul McGann story? Um, in all honesty, um, uh, if I can't hand halves, I'll hand it an eight. Okay, so that's quite good. That's half. quite good. Quite hard it, are, for me. Are there, I'm guessing with that ranking in mind that there must be Paul McGann stories for you that do reach nines and tens. 
Yeah, absolutely there are. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I, as, I've, as I was on about earlier in this, yes, a, um, he is my favourite incarnation, but only because of that, isn't as if um, I like every episode, all his audios, because mm. there are a couple of them which are not... Mm, nah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are, but absolutely, yeah, there are higher, but only because this is kind of like his entry point into the canon. Mm. This is where, you know, everyone's like, oh, wow, like, we're actually going to count him as a doctor, we're not yeah. just going to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. and it's just really good to hear him just as the doctor again for the first time <laughs> he's back. so we touched on it briefly um, a few moments ago when I mentioned uh, the way New Who Big Finish has sort of kept that same 45 minute single episode structure Yeah. and obviously next year we're going to be able to hear the knife talks of Christopher Eccleston um, doing his Big Finish stories what do you think because we've done a, a bonus episode on it but I'm quite interested to hear what you think we might get from that right yeah, so, um, well, here's what I'm hoping to have. Here's what I'm hoping to have. So I honestly believe, um, I don't, I, I kind of hope it isn't just him um, and Rose. And it isn't because I hate that pairing. Yeah. It's just because we've kind of had it. And obviously we've had um, her and him, obviously, in their episode. And obviously you've got her and David Tennant. And mm. I kind of image her kind of, I don't really image her with him anymore. I kind of image her with David Tennant just because yeah. of the whole, you know, like how they were, you know, like hearts and all. But um, what I'm hoping to get from it is, um, you know, in the opening to Rose, you hear Clive and he's talking about um, uh, yeah, yes. of like, you know, when it comes to nine. So mm. clearly um, after the time war, um, after what happened with her and obviously after now the um, anniversary after he changes, I yeah. kind of hope the audio has from that point up right up um, onto Rose and the yeah. opening episode. That's yeah, what quite, I would like. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be quite interesting to see him come out of the War Doctor regeneration, maybe pick up there. Yeah. So you almost pick up That's right at I'm the start of the Ninth Doctor. Yeah, it'd just be really cool because obviously each, um, well, almost every actor that's had the chance to play the role, they've kind of, you know, at, at the beginning of the era, you know, it's after their last incarnation has passed mm. on. So you get that kind of early era, like, who am I? Am yeah, I yeah. like a nice man? Am I a good man? Who am I? Like, oh, like, ain't Ginger? Or oh, I've got... Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have those, like, awkward humour and whatnot. So it'd be cool to hear that off... Um, Eccleston, and it'd be really interesting to hear because obviously you kind of get that humour from each mm. incarnation at the start of their life but for him obviously, he's just come out of the time war and he's mm. going to believe that you know, like those time laws and Daleks I killed them all, he's going to believe that Yeah. And so it'd be cool to hear him enter into like a new life to be like, oh my, I'm a murderer you know, yeah. it'd be quite interesting to hear that annoyed if that's the route they go down, which I'm hoping for. And even, it'd be even cooler to hear him go up against like, iconic villains he didn't go up against as era, like, yeah. know, like um, Master, or even, you know, early, early. Yeah, because we spoke about this, me and Harry spoke about him possibly going up against the Master, but it's pretty well established that he is, he believes himself to be the only Time Lord when he meets yeah. Rose. He says, I'm the only Time Good Lord. Point. And guess what they could do? is if this is going to be set before Rose, um, you could have the Ninth Doctor face the Master and maybe the Master believes... Uh, sorry, maybe the Doctor believes he's killed the Master or that the Master has killed himself so that when he does say, I am the last of the Time Lords, he yeah. does actually believe it. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, is 
it, you know, it's always a grey area, you know, as we were talking earlier about audio, like, what would you class as canon and what would you not class as canon? Yeah. And you might just have to have a grey eye when it comes to the TV and how it connects. But, um, yeah. yeah, it'd just be really cool. Like, if, as I said, it'd just be nice to hear him a little bit early on in his era because when you get to Rose, I mean, you know, you could always have um, things happen in between that. Yeah. But I kind of image how his era is, you know, off to Rose and it ends up part of the waves and that's sort yeah. of joined up quite yeah. nicely. And I think just adding in audio into that would just kind of be like, eh, so what, so after Rose, he was off all the way over here and then he gets to the end of the world. It just, yeah. I don't know. Because I know that he signed, would be nice. he signed up for, he signed up for 12 episodes, 12 has, stories. Yeah. Um, maybe mm-hmm. it'd be quite interesting to see um, part of it's set before he meets Rose and part of it with Rose. I know he's a big fan of when he's done conventions and interviews and stuff and they, they've said he has. And they've said uh, you know, if you were going to return what would you want and you know all this and he's always said it, I'd always want it to be with Billy because it was always Rose was his yeah. companion which I guess would be slightly tricky to do if you were going to do it live action because Chris could you could probably age him enough and with makeup to make him look like the Knife Doctor again. He hasn't aged. Mm. He doesn't look that different. But obviously when Billy played Rose, she was, um, you know, I think she was only about 22, 25, something like that. She was only about that age. That's 15 years ago. And I believe that, I'm not saying Billy doesn't look young, and I'm not saying anything about the way Billy looks, but Billy now doesn't look like she did when she first played Rose. Yeah. Because... Uh, the way you age between being in your 20s to being in your late 30s, early 40s is drastically different to how you age from being in your mid-30s to early 50s. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I believe, you know, they can sort of mess around with the timeline a bit, depending on how they do it. So I also Mm. hope that if he's willing to do this, there's a chance he might return for the 60th in 2023. (laughs) But we will just have to back, wait and see. I also know he's a big fan of Jodie and he's worked with Jodie before on stage. So right. just, there's oh, a I lot. Yeah, there's a lot in um, you know, in the fandom favour for Eccleston to hopefully return. Right. Well, Inga's cross, that's all we can hope for, really. Um, it is. as well. I mean I mean, you know, like him. You know, as you know, I always recall when I was growing up when he came like on the screen, he grabs her arm, and he tells her to run from the autons. It's just like, you know, yeah. that's the beginning of a lot of people's like of their childhood. And so, yes, it'd be great for him to carry on with her, but I, it'd just be cool to hear him interact with a whole other companion. I just, yeah. I like the sound of that idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, I agree. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you didn't get to talk about storm warnings before we wrap this up? Um. I don't think there is. It's just, as I said earlier, it is just iconic for his era of the Doctor and it's just iconic for the audio in general because this is kind of at the point where how they were like, right, let's have arcs in these audios. Let's have Mm. them connect. And all beforehand, it was just like, oh, like I'm up for like, as a Colin tonight, I'll just hunt for like a random audio and just hear it about and write back canon before after. But now there is a coherent tale here that goes across and up. yeah, it, it really does get quite epic, but um, it um, ain't cheap though. If you want to listen to it all, that's what I say. But um, no, yeah, it's something we I noticed definitely. Yeah, is when I because I know I mess. I think I spoke to you last end of last year about Big Finish, and I said, "Oh, what do you recommend? Do you recommend Storm Warnings?" I basically went on the Big Finish website. And I bought Storm Warnings, and I bought a tenant one, and then I just bought some nice cheap, <laughs> some nice cheap episodes yeah. and stories that I know. 
with doctors that I'm vaguely familiar with but would like to explore more. Ooh. Any in particular? I'm looking forward to Red. Yeah, that yeah. one is um, it's incredible. It's um, a McCoy <laughs> one. It's yeah. really, um, it, I should describe it without um, having to use any harsh language. It's really like all disturbing. That's all oh, right. Say. Okay. But it's handy oh, cool. for his era because um, his incarnation was obviously quite, he was quite a planner. And yeah. That alter him. So it really works for his era, which is good. It's brilliant. You've got to listen to that. It's cool. Amazing. Right. So, well, I guess we've spoken all we can speak about with Big Finish before we start repeating ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Next week, it will probably be back to normal. We'll probably have the long game for you. These episodes are recorded fairly far in advance. If I remember rightly, this episode won't come out until the 7th of September. And it is currently Ooh. the, like, what is it, 19th of July? Uh, 17th of August, sorry, July. I don't know where I got oh, July from. Long, 17th of August. So, um, you know, quite far away, but hopefully you won't notice anything different. So Yeah, have it on your calendar, folks. Put it on your calendar. It's coming out. (laughs) The content is coming, people. Don't you worry. (laughs) So, yeah, as Harrison said, there is content everywhere. You can um, subscribe to us on iTunes where you can get all our podcasts and all our bonus episodes. If you want little short secret um, videos and snippets on the podcast, you can check out our YouTube channel. It's all linked below. There's an email address as well if for some reason you want to send us an email. Don't know why. Every little there's, helps, as they say. There's a Twitter account as well that's at Bigger on the Pod. You can follow us on there as well. And that's about it. So thank you, Harrison, for coming on for this special episode. No worries. Thank you for having me, kind sir. It's I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll do more big finish in the future. I know Harry's quite Ooh, interested in big finish. So maybe to have the three of us on, we can all talk about um we can all talk about big finish and good starting points outside of storm warning. Yes, indeed. Alonzi. Cool. So thanks for listening, guys. And we will see you next week. Say bye, Harrison. See you later, guys. I hope you all get home safe. Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. <laughs>